Welcome to a Heritage Christian Centre podcast. For more information, visit www.heritagecc.com.au. We hope this message blesses your life. I wonder how we would feel. See, Psalm 24, one says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. This is His place. He made it. God created it and He put us in it. And He gives us an opportunity to live. He gives us breath, the very breath of life. Colossians says this, For by Him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, thrones or dominions, principalities and powers. All things were created through Him and for Him. In John 1, John reads, says like this, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through Him. And without Him, nothing that was made was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. It's an interesting journey. We're here for Christmas. And, and I'm glad you came because it tells me one thing. At least somewhere in our hearts, we recognize this day is about Christ. See, I was talking to an atheist just recently, another one. And, and I asked them what they think it takes to be a true atheist. I asked if it meant to say that there is in fact no God or that they believe there's no God. And often the response comes that there's no difference. And I said, well, there there actually is a big difference. If you say, as a statement of fact, there is no God, you're saying that you know everything there is to know about the universe and everything beyond it, everything within it, past, present and future. But if you say you believe there's no God, it's a faith statement. And you make atheism a religion without a God. One is an arrogant, self-righteous position and one is a religion. Obviously, the first is impossible for, for us to know everything about everything, everywhere, all the time. Well, the only person really qualified to be a true atheist is actually God himself. The only other plausible cause is that if people are honest enough to admit it's a belief or a religion, most people will profess to be atheists but really are agnostics. Even the great supposed atheist Richard Dawkins, who admits being an agnostic according to evidence, but an atheist in belief and practice, recognises the great benefit to the world of the Christian faith, and he even goes and loves doing carols. What a contradiction. He'd be one of those people likely to make that opening letter. We want to have a party, but we don't want to mention your name. We don't want to tell people it's for you, and we don't want you to turn up. Well, I'm sorry. I want Jesus to be involved in Christmas. I want Jesus in my life for Christmas. See, they, they don't know if there's a God or not, but they choose to make a choice of believing there is no God. And yet they really know in their hearts that, that that's not the case. Romans says it like this, nothing new. In Romans 1, Paul speaks, it's men who suppress the truth because what may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. He goes on to say in Romans 1.28, they did not like to retain the knowledge of God in their lives. I want to make sure we as Christians especially retain that revelation knowledge that God is for real, that God loves us so much, that Jesus did come, that he was born, that he rose He rose from the dead after being crucified. I want people to, to know that the goodness of God in the midst of it all. 
See, there's a hope that comes when we celebrate Christmas for the right reasons. We acknowledge this day is about Jesus Christ. It's not about primarily about family gathering. It's not about giving a presence or the food or the days off. As good as that is, they're just fruits. They're just results of something that people want to forget. They want to enjoy the results of it. They want to forget where it comes from. We have this joy. We have this love. We have this hope in the world because of Jesus Christ, not because it's a holiday, not because it's a Christmas celebration or a festive season or a happy holidays. Because of Jesus Christ, we have a foretaste of how good it can be for everyone not just for some. It's about Him coming to earth, His life as an example of goodness and kindness to hurting and broken people and people who are willing to humble themselves and admit they're in need of a Saviour. It's about His death on a cross and about our sins being forgiven and and about His resurrection so that we might have hope of eternal life, about His ascension to heaven and His promised return, about a new heaven and a new earth in which there's no sickness or sorrow or death or pain or broken relationships or domestic violence or abuse or hunger or thirst. It's the hope of eternity, the way God meant life to be, completely free from sin. Christmas gives us just a foretaste. We, we try and gather. We, we often overlook the, the indiscretions of past and we, and we celebrate Christmas maybe for a day. There's the account in, in the First World War where Christmas Day, the Germans, I think it was actually the French or the British, I can't remember, but Christmas Day came and, and somehow all the shooting stopped. And two armies got out of their trenches and they played a game of soccer and celebrated Christmas for a moment. It stopped the war. This this is a foretaste of what God's intention is that man could have goodwill and peace with one another. That's the heartbeat of Christmas. It's not the holiday. It's not the food. It's not the family. It's that mankind had a good message from God. They bring you good tidings, great joy. It's a reminder to me of the amazing grace and the abundant mercy given to me each and every day, even though I don't really deserve it. It's about faith, hope and love, things that remain forever, but mostly about the love of God toward me and toward all humanity and then my response to it. Paul says in Romans 1, 15, So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Jesus, come to your party. It is a party in honour of you. It's a celebration of Christ, a gathering on His behalf. I am not ashamed to declare that it's about Him. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. See, there's no distinction there. He says, for Jews and Greeks alike, there's no distinction. Salvation for everyone who believes. Christmas message is about salvation for everyone who believes. This is His gift to us. What gift can we give back to God? But to tell people of the goodness of God, to tell people of what's available, to tell people of a present and a gift offered them, not yet unwrapped in their lives. He's a gift under the tree you haven't yet found. It's called salvation through Jesus Christ. John 3 says it like this. 
And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up. Listen, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now we know this famous verse, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That Listen, whoever believes in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. It goes on to tell us what the heartbeat of God is in regard to this wonderful gift. For God did not send His Son, that's when He's born, did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. And he who believes, there's no distinction there. He who believes in Him is not condemned. In John, Joel 2.32, it says this, And it shall come to pass, whoever calls on the name of the Lord. What, what an amazing thing that God has presented the gift of salvation to whoever. Whoever wants it. Whoever wants to receive this wonderful gift. And, and it's not just Joel. Acts, Paul uh, is recorded in Acts. Luke says this, and he quotes, And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Paul writes it like this in Romans 10, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. What, what a great message we have for Christmas. Whoever, whoever calls, this gift is freely available. You, you would have seen the news recently when they had the balloons drop in, in Parramatta in the shopping centre and all these people competing. Some people are injured in the rush you know, with God, there doesn't need to be a rush to fight someone else because the gift is for everybody and everyone can receive it. You don't need to fight someone else and you receiving it doesn't, doesn't limit the capacity of God in His giving. This gift is available to whoever calls on the name of the Lord. Some people might say, strange Christmas message. No, no, no. The Christmas message ought to be about Christ. It ought, to be, it ought to involve the one we're celebrating. Christmas for us all ought to involve the one we're celebrating. I love the fact people have family together, but we should never leave the, the guest of honour out of the party. The Bible says there will come a day when we will be gathered together. And as much as I love celebrating Christmas, I am looking forward to a bigger celebration. It's called the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. I'm looking forward to this celebration. And it's a, the Bible tells us this. We will be gathered with Him. And it uses that analogy of a wedding with Christ being the groom and the church being His bride. And do you know what the message is today? The Bible says in Revelation 22, and the Spirit and the bride say, come. It's come to this wedding feast. We're all invited, come and let him who hears say, come and let him who thirsts, come and whoever desires, let him come and take of the water of life freely. It's a gift, this water of life, this salvation in his blood. See, we remember the birth, but that was the beginning of the message. God so loved that He gave. Jesus was not sent to condemn, but to save. He was on a search and rescue mission, not a seek and destroy. His heart is to rescue mankind, but He won't force people. He won't force people. It's like you get a wedding invitation. You have a choice. You can come. You can reply and say, not coming. Or you can not even bother replying. See, some people say, no, I don't want Jesus. Some people don't bother replying. At the end of the day, if you don't reply, you're not coming. 
But God sends the invitation to all humanity. And it came in Jesus Christ. This is the message that became known through the, through the Christmas story. That God is offering forgiveness and the gift of eternal life. The question is, will you accept it? In John 1.4, we read it before. In him was life and the life was the light of men. You might have a star on your tree or maybe an angel. Well, a star is like a lighthouse. Lights up the way and brings joy to the heart of a sailor because he knows where he can go. An angel on top of the tree, like shepherds, they got to know where to go. They got to find safe harbour. Like the sailors, we all journey through a sea of life. And we need a light to show us the way and give us hope in the midst of darkness. At nighttime, it may be the North Star or the Southern Cross. It may be that we find a lighthouse that warns us of danger. Well, Christ is the life and the light of man. My prayer is that this day, we would all invite Jesus to his birthday party at our place. Celebrate, yes, but please invite Jesus. Name the name of Jesus. We're celebrating him. It's Christ gathering, mass, a gathering, a gathering on behalf of Jesus Christ. I pray you invite him to your birthday party today. But more importantly, I pray you invite him into your heart and your life each and every day and journey with him. Because the message is, whosoever will may come. Have a blessed Christmas and a prosperous new year this year.